what is a lazy mom? Like, what would it take? Like, if you saw one of your mom friends, you're like, damn, you're just a lazy mom. Uh, there's something that she is doing that is making her husband pull up a, a red flag and say, listen, I think that this is putting you into the category of being lazy, but this has completely got her upset. And she needs your outside opinion today with Ask My Mom. Welcome. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It feels like Monday, probably because it is Monday for me. Um, This is a feel-good podcast that we do every day. Today is the 13th, by the way, of September, which is crazy. The podcast has three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. If I'm being a spoiled brat, let me know. But I'm pretty sure I've got another example today of how the middle child always gets screwed. All over a dog. <laughs> Do you want to explain the situation that we're in right now, Mom? <laughs> well, you know, I usually... And maybe ch- fans can help us. Because I, you know me, I always feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick. <laughs> of course you do, honey. Okay. And that's a reoccurring theme in our show. <laughs> is I just feel like when it comes to the other kids, I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick always, right? Mm-hmm. And it's tough because, you know, I love my mom a lot and she lives on the other side of the damn country basically. It's it, she doesn't live close. I mean, it's the same same side of the country now, but mm-hmm. might as well be the other side of the country. So <laughs> Every time we see each other, it's kind of a limited opportunity to do so, right? We always got to fit in. And we try, what we try to do is fit in two weekends because during the week, you know, it's kind of chaos. Right. Of just uh, me getting up for work. And even though I used to take the week off that she's here, it just feels, it's just rushed. You know, the the weeks are definitely rushed. Yeah. So what we usually do is she'll come in on a Thursday or a Friday. Mm -hmm. She'll stay one weekend Mm -hmm. and then we'll hang out for the whole entire next week. Mm -hmm. And then she'll leave the uh, the following Monday, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So basically two weekends, she stays with me. So just think two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But she just, she was putting her dates together today. And when you asked me those dates, I just said yes, because I just assumed I, it was in November and I've gotten literally nothing except for, you know, Thanksgiving week. I'll probably go travel with Dan, Uh but I don't have anything planned for November at all. So I was just like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then when she started talking logistics, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think I'm being middle childed. I think I'm being middle childed right now. I don't understand. So what's the issue, mom? So the issue is that um, your brother, Brian, and his husband, aunt, are going on a vacation to Costa Rica the Last weekend in November and the first, I mean, the last weekend of October and the first weekend of November. And if I, if I remember correctly, what I have on my calendar is that they come back on the 5th, that Saturday, which means that they would come and get Winnie on the 6th, okay, Okay. which is a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And that means that I was planning to come. That Saturday, the Saturday they would pick her up, I was going to leave. Um, right. Because Jim doesn't doesn't really um, like to take care of Winnie by himself. He thinks that, you know, she's a lot. When mm-hmm. actually, I don't really think she's a lot at all. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you were saying, you know, get them to get a dog sitter or something. Well, no. So, the, yeah, hang on, hang on. I don't feel like you're selling days. this right. You're, you're selling this very calmly. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not so, really. So mom's like, I'm going to come. I'm going to come Sunday. 
Uh-huh. And then I'll leave the following Mon- Monday. No, a week from Monday. Yeah, we uh, yeah, the fo- like the following Monday. Right, which means we and don't have I'm a like, weekend. We have one I'm like, weekend. wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> because basically by the time you get here Sunday, I'm going into work mode. You know, I don't know what time you're going to get here, but I'm sure it won't be at 6 a.m. So right. it's going to be work mode. And then basically the week I'm not really going to see you because I work so much. I may see you an hour or two here or there. Right. And then it's like we get like one weekend together. And I'm like, wait a minute. Just because <laughs> Brian and my brother is going out of town, how is that because- take precedent? Over us spending time together. This is Winnie a dog. And don't get me wrong. I love dogs. I love them. But what? <laughs> like what? Why in the world would they not just get a dog sitter versus you come spending time with me instead? And they might. I haven't I haven't spoken to them about it. I haven't I haven't said one word about it um, to I anyone just, but Jim. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure they probably can work out something because you're right. And we don't have two weekends. And the next weekend after um, I get back on the 19th, that's our, our wedding anniversary. Right. And I need to be here for that. So, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'll just talk, I'll talk to Brian and see exactly what the arrangements are for does them that to feel, get back. How does that feel to you, though, listening to that? Because sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm just being a spoiled brat. And by being a spoiled brat, just tell me. But I'm like, is it worth. Should my brother's dog be the precedent over me getting two extra days of my mom to spend with? You know, like to yeah. me, it's like a no, no duh. Yeah. But also, like not sleeping in a in a flooded basement also seems like a no duh. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> you know, of all people at all times, for that to happen. That's why. What? But I just wonder. Oh, every like, time I say something, oh, y'all are like you're being spoiled. You're being spoiled. God. So I'm like, am I being spoiled? Like, am I? Am, do I? Am I sounding like a brat right now? And please, you can be honest with me <laughs> by saying you tell Brian he can go get a dog sitter. <laughs> is that sound right? Versus my mom taking days not to come see me instead. <laughs> I would genuinely be curious for your phone calls for this or your text eight 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 Kramer eight. I don't really know what your feelings on Will Smith are nowadays. We were talking about this, what, a couple of weeks ago about, you know, Will Smith post the slap. And um, I don't really know how my feelings are. But this weekend, I started watching that or I continue to watch that David Letterman interview series that he does on Netflix. Uh, I forget. It's like my my next guest needs no introduction, whatever it's called. I've never seen it. It's great. I mean, you like David Letterman. You know, he's funny. He's a good interviewer. Mm-hmm. I always think. David Letterman does a great job with guests, but Will mm-hmm. Smith was on there and this was obviously pre slap. And so I kind of wondered how I was going to feel about like, like seeing these two different sides of Will Smith. Cause I knew, I, I mean, I knew exactly what he was here to do. You know, um, I, I think Will Smith's got a great PR team. And has really built a great brand on making Will Smith this this lovable, fun guy, right? And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we had this moment back in the was it the Oscars? What was it the Oscars? Mm-hmm. And that like we saw like a totally different side of Will Smith. And you know, right. publicity stunt or not, it just I don't think it really sat well with anybody. Um, mm-hmm. So honestly, it was it was hard to watch. Only because I knew like what was coming, you know, like I knew <laughs> like what would happen. I don't know when they filmed they, the, the, the guest or the, um, the audience had mask on. So I'm guessing it was sometime during 2020, maybe early 2021 that they taped it. 
Uh, and so uh, I, it was weird. It was really weird. I, I did take away something though that I want to play today. And like the janky podcast that we are, um, I'm literally just going to play this off my iPhone for you. Uh, but this is Will Smith starts talking about how he has two different sides to him. And it was, it just struck me as, as me. I'm just kind of curious how many people also like can, can relate to this. So let me play this from the, the Will Smith interview with David Letterman. This is what I knew of you. Every time you would be on the show, it was like a locomotive. Wow. You light up a room. We were all excited because we knew the guy was coming in. Mm -hmm. So now you're telling me and telling people in the book that that is not necessarily who you are. But what I realized, there's a person that you want to be and there's a person you want to be viewed as. And then there's who you really are. The first line of the first chapter is, I've always thought of myself as a coward. When I was, you know, nine years old, I saw my father beat up my mother and I didn't do anything. And that, that just left a, a traumatic impression of myself as a coward. And then when I discovered comedy, I realized negativity cannot exist inside of a human body when you're laughing. Mm -hmm. And I started to cling to a natural ability I had to make people laugh. So it started as a defense mechanism. But ultimately, Will Smith be, became a, uh, a symbol of joy and fun. And when I showed up, I wanted people to feel good and to be happy yeah. because I've, uh, I found that when my household was that way, I felt safe. By the way, that's extremely difficult to do. <laughs> it is extremely mm -hmm. draining to do to always be the fun person. Um, and I can somewhat relate to this. And this is why I wanted to bring this up because I'm wondering how many of us really portray our true self to the public. This is something that I've really been challenged with over the last 15 years of my radio career because Kramer is the guy that shows up that wants everyone just to have a good time or to, you know, to, to push buttons and to be, be the, be the center of attention. And I think that what happened was I, always felt so under, I don't want to say under loved, but like, uh, not happy with who I was growing up, always getting picked on, always getting bullied. So then I created this character in a sense. By your peers. Yeah. So yeah. I created this character whose name is Kramer and, you know, Kramer is this, you know, larger than life at times. Um, always kind of got something smart alecky to say, um, <laughs> the extrovert mm -hmm. that everyone, you know, can cling on to and, you know, gets, can, can get a lot of attention and women seem to love and, or hate <laughs> depending on the day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, only to, as I've kind of gone through my thirties, realize it is harder and harder for me to, maintain Kramer because it's coming further and further from who I actually am. It's becoming further and further who I actually am as Steven Yancey. And not mm -hmm. that I don't portray myself 
somewhat authentically on the radio. I mean, as much as we can, this is my, that's my public outlet, right? Like this, I'm, y'all, I'm mm-hmm. sitting in my, I'm sitting in my bedroom right now, you know, like <laughs> the podcast is hopefully is, and even this is still a, a turned on version of myself, right? Like this is like mm-hmm. a, I got to, I mean, I'm being, I'm recording, I'm putting on a show right now. Um, right. It's a way more authentic version of myself. I think on the podcast than you're going to get the radio show. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, but like the radio show is like the person that I created that I just wanted everyone to feel a certain way about. And I could, I could create this Mm -hmm. character. And what I found myself doing was instead of putting on this character and then going home being myself, I was becoming the character. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't putting on a show. I was kind of becoming these things that I had created mm-hmm. and then only to realize as I'm getting older, I can't, it's just not me anymore. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not as wild and outraged. I'm pretty quiet. I like to stay at home, you know, like Kramer wanted mm-hmm. to go to the clubs and he wanted to, mm-hmm. God, it's just like thinking about like Kramer wanted to MC club nights, you know, like <laughs> thir- I was out Thursday night, uh-huh. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, hosting club <laughs> nights and, you know, the mm-hmm. women that came with that and the, the alcohol that came with that and, you know, and, and, and Kramer does really well for the radio, but it's like not who I am, but that's like, like, that's like the public. That's like the, the still the, I don't know if I, if I came on and was as truly authentic as I am on this podcast, if I would feel anywhere near as comfortable on this public seeking platform, right? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you think most people are like that though? Do you think that most people say there's a version of me that they want everyone to see and feel and be presented as, and then there's the real me? Or do you think that most people do a good job presenting them true selves to the public of any sorts at work, at church, to mm-hmm. your friends? Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Well, I, th- I think that, you know, you you are an entertainer. Yeah. And you are paid to entertain your audience. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, you have to become someone <laughs> that you genuinely <laughs> that you genuinely are. Yeah, Steven you know is I mean? not that entertaining, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> you know, really but not. you know what you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have to follow the guidelines. You have yeah. to make sure everyone is happy. You have to make sure that you're following what they expect of you, the expectations they have of you for that particular radio show. Sure. Like if I right? came in, I'm like, okay, today I'd like to discuss this Will Smith clip from this weekend and uh, discuss, <laughs> yeah. is, this, is this your true self or your authentic self? Yeah. And then I'm yeah. going to bring my- Mix, Mix 106 does not buy that brand. Yeah, I'm going to bring my you mother know? on. So you have to- you Talk you about have, Jesus, probably. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go with a brand. You have yeah, to become yeah, yeah, a part yeah. of the brand. Yeah, right. So it, I think it's different when you're an entertainer. But do you feel Maybe like when you when you were Nancy Yancey, the church woman, uh huh? Do you think that you portrayed your actual self, or you showed a version of yourself that you wanted people to believe that you were? Because the one thing I think about too is, well, you can answer that question, and I'll come back to my next statement. Okay. You know, I want to believe that I've always been the same person I am everywhere I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I have. I think I have been 
the same person everywhere. Um, but I don't know that, you know, I don't know what other people might think of that. What did you think? Did, I mean, I, I was mean, your mom. Always weird. Did you like, think th- of it me was weird. It was very, as very the same bizarre. person. I mean, when I, I was I, on the altar as I was, no, I'm it was certainly weird. not it was the weird. same as being your mom. No, seeing like your mom, uh, like at, like standing up there, <laughs> like with the robot and everything. It's, it's a little bizarre. Cause you're just like, what? Like that's my mom. Um, <laughs> But I'll give you another example. I'm thinking is like, I think of like social media, right? Like social media mm-hmm. is kind of everyone's show, if you will. And right. what you portray on there, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think it's the real authentic version of you, mm-hmm. right? Of, of any of us, right? Because we're just showing mm-hmm. like the highlights clips. Mm-hmm. But then I wonder how That's many right. people live their whole life as a version of themselves that they're truly not. You know, they're, they're showing the world this version of themselves, they're truly not. I don't know. Just something to think about. I don't really have much of a point to go, go here other than well, like, like how many people fall into that same thing where you've, you put on, you feel like you kind of put on a mask when you leave the house, but truly who you are doesn't really actually match who you are to the world, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll say two follow up things to that. And that is that a lot of times, we go through our lives not really knowing who we are. That's true. Because we haven't really explored it. That's true. And I, even like you five know? years ago, I, I probably couldn't have even, I, I, I still just probably thought I was Kramer, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Until we are vulnerable enough and willing and able to have the courage to look at our true selves I think we do continue to play a role, whatever that role is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes us appealing to others. Right. Well, so. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. If you watched the Will Smith movie recently, or the interview recently, I'd kind of like to know your thoughts on that too. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, get to our quote for today. Okay, again, it's from Queen Elizabeth II, which I have enjoyed so much today, just watching the service in Scotland and and watching King Charles uh, accept condolences from Parliament in Scotland. I'm just just all about the royals right now. It's just fascinating to me. Um, And being Episcopalian, of course, I love all the Anglican services, so I've been engrossed in that today. But um, she said, people are touched by events which have their roots far across the world. And I think that's what we're into now with her. Her death is that at some level, you know, we're grieving the loss of a monarch (laughs) that's been there for 70 years. And in my opinion, has been a really wonderful role model um, of courage and strength and compassion. Um, Wait, say it again. I don't think so, I understood the quote. Yeah. People are touched by events which have their roots far across the world. Oh. And it's the same thing when you watch the war in Ukraine. Well, I was going to say, I can feel it the other way you know? too, right? Yeah. I mean – any of those things uh, that are happening to people across the world, like 
you know, I, I, when, I, when I see those starving children things on TV, I have to turn those off because it is so heartbreaking for me. I can't watch it. When I see, you know, the war in Ukraine and see all those struggling people and, you know, or I see immigrants or, you know, things that aren't here in my face, in my town, in my state, in my country, it still grieves my heart. Yeah. So I was... Uh, Today on the radio show, on Monday on the radio show, we didn't mention Queen Elizabeth at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We didn't mention her one time. And Mm -hmm. I am genuinely curious how much people still care about it in America Mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely curious. Now, I I kind of, because I debated this, um... I debated this last week with my boss because there was an email that went out to our company that was like, hey, listen, you guys need to be talking about this for weeks and weeks to come. And everyone's going to care about this. And it should be every every show you should talk about two to three times. And I was like, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Hmm. Um, I you don't mean Queen th- Elizabeth? Yeah. I don't think that anyone, uh-huh. most people mm-hmm. probably care that much. This week, mm-hmm. now, I know my mom does, but you got a lot of time to kind of sit at home and like keep up with it. Like, well, and also it, it happened during my era. I mean, your people your age really didn't have much awareness of her, right? Uh, I mean, I don't. For she as was long still the as queen. we have, well, you've yeah, right, you, you've but been alive I mean, long. <laughs> she's been the que- yeah, she's been the queen for my whole life, though. Yeah, but like. I, I I guess I the point that I'm trying to make here is that I, as much as I think that people things that do happen mm-hmm. overseas uh-huh. matter to us, um, uh-huh. I I don't think they matter to us for very long. And I'm not saying uh-huh. that with happiness, like yay. I'm saying that more mm-hmm. with I mean, think about like Ukraine, right? Like when's uh-huh. honest to God the last time you thought about Ukraine? If you watch the news, maybe it comes on, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 30 second blip somewhere in the news. Maybe mm. like in another country, like there it's, this still was, this war is still, still brewing, but like mm-hmm. we don't talk about it on the radio show. And that's because yeah. it's not really in our forefront. Like I can't tell you the last time I saw anybody in social media post anything mm-hmm. about Ukraine. I can't tell you the last time anybody posted anything about Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. since what was it Friday, Thursday, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. As a, the, I think the quote is correct. I'm genuinely curious, though, because I think our attention spans are so fast nowadays. So mm-hmm. I'd like to genuinely like, do. Like, do you do you genuinely still care about this? Do you genuinely still care about Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Or are you just like that'd be I, interesting to know? Like the headline hit for me, it was like the headline hit. We got the news. We're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, and then I moved on. Like. But uh-huh. my boss wants to argue with me that everyone's going to care about this for weeks. And I'm, I just, I don't know mm-hmm. that like that's, that's the case. So will you just, mm-hmm. just to, to uh, help my ego, <laughs> can you just text <laughs> and genuinely tell me right now, do you, do you, do you still care? Here it is. It's Tuesday uh-huh. show. Do you still care about Queen Elizabeth? Our phone number, 888-Kramer8, 888-Kramer8. Well, I got some good news and I got some bad news, mom. Which one you want? 
Oh, always want the good news first. Good news is we've got some brand new certified fans. <gasps> Yay! Isn't that exciting? I, I am loved. I was <laughs> beginning to think I had jinxed it. Oh. Uh, bad news is we still got a little bit of ways to go. We'll go back to the good news. We got some new certified fans, y'all. That's awesome. Yay. Uh, that is so awesome. In case you don't know, certified fans are people that donate $6 a month to our show. And you become a part of our little fan fam club is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really more of a fam club because like you guys are the backbone of this podcast. You're what, kind of what make this whole thing. There are a bunch of perks that you get, by the way, when you join. Mom, you want to explain what those are? Sure. You get discounts on merch. You get a shout out on a show, which we're getting ready to do. You get a shout out on the fan page. Um, you become a member of our fan fam. And uh, that, you know, I always say that's the best part for me. I love that. Um, and you get uh, you get the news first before it goes out to the general public of anything exciting that's happening. And uh, you support us financially with $6 a month, which helps Kramer pay the bills. That's right. That's what we use you for, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. it's this, this show is probably 75% supported by certified fans. And so we use the month of September as kind of our big push month to try to get new certified fans to join us because it is, you know, kind of like PBS. They do like, you know, uh, drives for, for memberships. It's our big month. It's my mom's birthday month. So we're like, hey, listen, certified yes. mama's boy, we would love for you to support us. And our goal for this month is pretty lofty. Ten new people this month. And I, I mean, as of yesterday, n- negative three. Literally negative <laughs> three. And I'm like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Like, that's Me bad. Too. That's sad, man. Like, the month we're trying, yeah. to, like, trying to like do our best, we get negative yeah. three. Like, boo. <laughs> so we're, go- we're still aiming for ten. Today is the, you know, the 13th day of the month. We're still aiming. I think we might be able to pull this off because we did have to have three new certified fans. We still need seven people, though, to join us. Today, though, we're going to welcome our newest certified fan, one of our newest certified fans, all the way from Cleveland, Georgia. Mom, where's Cleveland, Georgia? Oh, right. It's it's north of me. It's up in the mountains. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah. Cleveland, Georgia, we'd like to welcome Amy S. to the certified okay. fan fam. She the is Georgia certified fan. girl. She is 443, the 443rd person to become a certified fan. We are so thankful for you, Amy S. Thank you for joining. Thank you for supporting. It's so super helpful Uh, for you. This is your welcome whoop whoop. (laughs) Whoop whoop to Amy S. from Georgia. Thank you so much on my birthday month. So awesome, Amy. Really appreciate you. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for this episode and all the others we'll produce after this. And um, if you want to join us, we need seven. It's still, listen, it's still a daunting task. It's still like over three times as many people as we typically aim for in a month. So if you want to support my mom, it's a small birthday gift, $6. Text the word FANS, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. And our deadline is by the end of the month. All right, uh, let's do Ask My Mom. This is a weekly, a bi-weekly. Is it bi-weekly? Twice a week. Uh-huh. Is that bi-weekly bi- or is it bi-weekly every yeah. other week? No, bi-weekly is twice. Okay, this is a bi-weekly <laughs> advice segment that we do. <laughs> if you have a dilemma in your life and you need some good motherly advice, go to certifiedmamasboy.com, click on the contact us, submit your story. My mom will read it anonymously and then she'll give you some, you know, she's been a mom for, 43 years. She got a long, she got 42, 43, 41, 44, 43 years. 43. So she can help (laughs) you uh, hopefully figure some of this out. Then we, (laughs) as your podcast fam, hop in with our advice as well. You can always be a part of it too, by calling 
Kramer 8. All right, mom, for today. Okay. Dear Mama Nancy, my husband and I have three kids, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 12-week-old. I am a stay-at-home mom, and I love it, but it's a a 24-hour-a-day job, especially with the overnight feedings. My husband and I agreed that he would keep working, and I would take on the parenting responsibilities, but it's exhausting. I do all the night feeds and the last feed at 6 a.m., feed the kids, get them ready for school and preschool. He does drop the older, the two older kids off at school, and I stay home with the baby and do the daily chores around the house. Then around 10 o'clock, I get back into bed when the baby naps. At noon, I pick up the three-year-old. The five-year-old comes home around two. My neighbor drops him off. And it's nonstop from then until bedtime. I'm exhausted, but my husband is critical because I am not getting everything done around the house. He asked what I do all day, and I told him I try to catch up on sleep each morning at 10. He told me that's lazy, and I need to suck it up and hold up my end of the agreement. Basically, he said, do your job. Is it lazy? I'm just so tired. Love you forever. Oh, I love you forever, as do all the moms out there. I mean, this could be from from most any of us, because unless you stay home and take care of three kids yourself, you have no idea how hard that is and how much work and energy it takes. And I know for myself, when my kids slept, I slept. And what's more important, having happy kids or having a clean house? Hmm. (laughs) So I think I would just try to explain it to him. I don't think he can understand it, but I think that you're doing just fine, and I know that's hard. Um, You know, this – first off, I'm shocked that anybody can – be a stay-at-home parent in 2022. Does that surprise mm. you? You know how expensive it is just to be alive? Oh, yeah. You mean financially? <laughs> like, I, I'm just shocked. Like any oh, family. Yeah. And God bless you, by the way. God mm-hmm. bless you. If you can afford to live on one salary, like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's really, really yes. impressive. It's amazing. And uh, I am mm-hmm. – uh, envious of that. And I know a lot of people make sacrifices to do that too. It's very admirable. Yeah. It's yeah. But okay. So is the question is, is she lazy? Is she lazy? I mean, I don't think lazy is the right word, Mm -mm. but so the, the two oldest ones are, let me get this straight. The two oldest ones are going to school, right? Mm-hmm. Or preschool. And then, then she naps from 10 mm-hmm. and then at noon she go gets a three-year-old and then at two she gets mm-hmm. a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I from mean, two forward, it's, it's nonstop. Well, let, let me ask you this. Would it be – just answer this question. Would it be lazy if her husband – were to, in the middle of his work day, go take a nap for two hours. 
Would you consider well, that his lazy? Work days, well, if he was working 24 hours a day, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking this out because, well, you know, I'm bringing my own trauma into this because my ex-wife was stay at home, but I literally still had to do most of the things. <laughs> Not most of them, but like she, well, she like had s- no babies. 70% of the work. And I was like, why do I got to do 30% <laughs> of this? this, this I got to do 100% of the income and I got to do 30% of the work. This don't, this don't seem fair. Uh, um, no, different situation. Do most parents nap in the middle? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about this. Like, mom, did you did you nap when you had when you had us? I sure did. And that mm-hmm. didn't. Did dad ever have a problem with that? Like when he come home and everything? Because I mean, well, I get it. I'm sure he, he comes did. home and like everything's not done, and it's like two hours that you know mm-hmm. you could have. Don't get me wrong. I love a nap. I'm, I, I'm just I'm just talking this out. Cause I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure about this. You know. Right. Well, if he did, so, he never said anything. Okay. But Other obviously, than he complained about the – sometimes he would complain. Now, remember that your dad traveled four days out of five a lot of the time when you all were growing up. Right. So that made it easier, honestly. <laughs> you could nap whenever you wanted. He didn't know the difference. <laughs> it, made it, it did. It made it a lot easier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I had total control of what went on in the house without do, another authority figure. Okay, so do we think – do we think – that it is lazy if stay-at-home moms nap for two hours. Does that seem lazy to you? Mm-hmm. Or do we just need to tell the husband STFU in this whole thing? <laughs> uh, phone number is 888-Kramer8. It would be nice to hear from moms, dads, anybody. But not, I mean, does that seem lazy to you? Because, I mean, I, I, can, I can somewhat see his point of, I don't get to nap in the middle of the day. Like, I ain't mm. napping. So like, why are you napping? Yeah. I come home, there's still shit to do, and I gotta, I ain't napped. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the only thing your dad ever complained about in the house, as far as housekeeping went. Now we did have some help, but not not every week. Like we had a maid that came every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but um, the only thing he complained about was the laundry not getting done every day. Yeah. And so I said, if you need the laundry done every day, then you do it. And he did. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And it was great. I was like, man, wish I'd said that sooner. (laughs) There you go. I mean, you ain't wrong. All right, Mom, that's going to do it for us today um, or for you today. Love you. Love you forever. Today is day five of staring at the MacBook. I had a couple of you guys reach out to me and say you felt the same way. Like you, you got it and you were like, I don't even know. Like this is just going to be too much. I need like babble. I need babble for, um, what's, what's the other one? Um, what's that uh, with the bird? Duolingo or whatever. It helps you learn a different language. I need to learn how to use a Mac. But that, right, by the way, it's been five days and we're still using the uh, the broken PC to record this show. So will it last another day? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe tomorrow will be on it. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Have a good Tuesday. See you back here tomorrow with a moment in Kramer history. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.